0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: This would be a moral dilemma if it happened to you. Uh, FedEx delivers a package to your house, okay, Jim? Mm hmm. Okay. You don't remember ordering anything that's this heavy. You open up the box, and inside there's $20,000 worth of unscratched lottery tickets. <laughs> Scratching okay. wins. Oh. What do you that's, do? Uh,
0: that's tempting. That could be millions of dollars.
1: It would be tough. If I had a coin in my hand, I wouldn't be able to resist. No, no, too late. (laughs) Happened to a woman near Cape Cod. Her name's Danielle. She got some boxes in the mail. One was oddly heavy. Open it up. 20 grand in unscratched lotto tickets. She said it was pretty tempting. She did think about keeping them. Mm -hmm. But her values are always to do the right thing. So she got in touch with lottery officials. They discovered that the package was mislabeled. It wasn't meant for Danielle's house. It was supposed to go to a store, a liquor store down the street. Mm. (sighs)
0: See, this is one of those things where... She's probably a nice person, but also, if you keep those lottery tickets and they find out that they did mislabel those tickets when they eventually don't arrive, they'll ha- they'll be able to cross reference the c- the serial number on the winning lotto tickets if you win, right? Because they'll be keeping track.
1: Yeah. So I feel like if you, it'd, it'd be try hard to, to get away, away with. In, yeah. Well, this is good to know. So she returned the tickets. Yeah. Stores have to activate those stacks of tickets.
2: Oh, okay. so if you,
1: if she had scratched those tickets and then tried to cash them in, it they wouldn't have even shown up, they wouldn't oh, have registered okay. because they haven't been activated by the store. That was designated to sell those tickets. Interesting. So it's there's like, there's like, a system in place. Yeah, it's like
0: activating like Amazon gift cards that you see at Shoppers Drug Mart. Right. Like they have to be. The store has to has to scan yeah. them
1: and hit something on the register hmm. to activate each pack of scratchy tickets before they uh, they're sold. Wow. <laughs> so she was right. Good good honor.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah. That would have been embarrassing. You're a thief <laughs> and dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wonder though this would be a good uh, scam though if you're the store just say the tickets must have been lost in the mail scratch them all yeah yeah dump them down a gutter like you used to do with your newspapers on your paper route Jim exactly (laughs) and we've got some tickets to the big game to give away here are you ready for it Jim yes sir you sure (laughs) I think so Taz and Jim's flip off Okay, the halftime show's great, but everyone's favorite part of a football game is the coin flip, so yeah, that's what we're doing here. We've got two contestants on the line, ready to go. Dan in Wingham, Ontario. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. You ever been to a, a Grey Cup? No, I have not. Oh, man, it's so much fun. Like, this party, all the party all week in Hamilton is going to be incredible. So get down there okay, if you can. Okay. Even if you don't win this going flip, you should. we recommend you go check out some of the festivities. And Brad in KW on the line. Hey, Brad. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. You're only like an hour away from the hammer. You'd make it down if you won these tickets, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Okay. So Dan got through first. Okay. He is going to be calling it in the air. Okay. okay. And we are letting the coin fall to the ground as they do in the uh, in the football games, right? They let it land right on the turf, so there's no catching it and flipping it over onto your arm, Jim. Okay, are you ready to go? Ready. Okay, Dan, I'm going to say three, two, one, and you call it. Ready? Sounds good. Yep. Three, two, one. Heads. It's heads! So nice. Sorry, Brad, you're gone. Dan. All right, I don't know why I'm so <laughs> amused by this. Dan, congratulations. You uh, you might be going to uh, the big game on Sunday and seeing the halftime performance by Green Day, but you've got to win four more coin flips to make it happen. Do you think you have it in you? I think so. Okay, hold on the phone, because we need to get your phone number. We're calling you back at this time tomorrow. Now, if you're hearing Dan, and you're like, that guy sounds like a total schlub, I would dominate him in a coin flip. Yeah, yeah. Well, then... Listen tomorrow around eight fifteen. You could get your shot. Step up your shot at the title, and two tickets to go see Green Day at the big game this Sunday in the Hammer. Big kudos to our friends at the Grey Cup Festival for making this happen. And now the winner
0: is Peacock. I wanna see your peacock.
1: Peacock. Your peacock.
0: Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock?
1: Kaz and Jim, joined by Devin Peacock, our sports guy, diehard Toronto Maple Leafs fan. What did you think of the Leafs performance on Saturday night, Dev?
2: I thought it was encouraging, you know. I mean, it wasn't a perfect game by any means. They sat Ryan Reeves. They had to. Uh they just he's just been so, so bad. A minus eleven in fourteen games. Yeah, he played uh, four minutes. The other day it was a minus two in four minutes. Like they are just getting beat consistently when his line is on the ice it's not all him I think some of it has been in his defense a little bit of bad luck but sometimes when it starts it just kind of snowballs and he has not played well in any way shape or form so leaves were outshot on Saturday uh, Samsonov was in net he looked pretty good you know he's being a guy that's really struggled uh, this season so uh, they won obviously uh, they played well i have I, I, it was it was encouraging to to see it. Uh, still, not a great game, but encouraging.
1: The Canucks have a good team this
2: year. They do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Hughes boys <laughs> in New Jersey and Vancouver are all lighting it up. Uh, there was a story, you know, recently. Could we have like like Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes, like in all the is be Rookie of the Year, MVP, <laughs> def, <laughs> defensive of the year? But they're all playing lights out. Like, uh, you know, Hughes in Vancouver has turned Philip Hironic, who was in uh, Detroit last year, traded to Vancouver into a guy who looks like a stud, but he's playing with like one of the best defensemen in the league. Vancouver is a good team, but they're also a team that's kind of stuck, I think, in the mushy middle. They're good enough to be good, but not good enough to be great. Leafs don't play again
1: until Friday, and I know you want to talk about this a little later in the week, but uh, they're not going to be playing... On this side of the ocean, they're going over to Sweden for a game against the Red Wings.
2: They're in Sweden. So if you want to plan out your week, uh, they play at 2 o'clock on a Friday. You might <laughs> want to start working on your cough Wednesday into Thursday. <laughs> yes. yeah, play yeah. A a yeah, yeah. Playing oh, a little hooky on Friday. I just think you're going to have to leave at noon uh, <laughs>
1: after lunch.
2: Get a doctor's note. Yeah. yeah. just But start working on your excuse today.
1: Tonight, another Canadian team, the Edmonton Oilers, will be uh, playing and they'll have a new coach behind the uh, bench against the Islanders.
2: Jay Woodcroft, out as coach of the Edmonton Oilers, there was that you know, clip I think a lot of people, we mentioned it last week on the show, where uh, Woodcroft and Dave Manson are walking off the ice and Woodcroft says, I think that's about it. And Manson goes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they were right. So what actually happened on Saturday was the Oilers won. Like they were, they were lights out on Saturday, but Sunday morning, uh, not uh, uh, Jay Woodcroft, too little, too was fired. So the the Oilers made the decision to fire him before the game. It didn't obviously Saturday's game did not matter. So Manson's out and Woodcroft is out. Who is coming in is interesting. Chris Knoblock is the new head coach. He for the past five years has been the head coach of the New York Rangers AHL team. Before that, though, he was the head coach. Of the Erie Otters and was the head coach of Connor McDavid. Mm, so interesting. he And Paul Coffey now go behind the bench. Paul Coffey, you know, legendary. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, player. It's what's what's funny about this is you have Jeff Jackson, who is the CEO of the Oilers. He is McDavid's former agent. Now you have McDavid's former coach. The Oilers are doing everything possible to say, please don't leave us in a couple of years because we have blown you. Knobloch is the fifth head coach McDavid has had since they drafted him in 2015. What do you mean they have blown him? Blown, well, blown the opportunity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> although, What's a coach
0: got to do around here? Although, geez, to keep a job.
2: The way the season has gone.
0: <laughs> but so they, they say... <laughs> <laughs> they say <laughs> that he I had thought, no... I wonder why it took you so long <laughs> to acknowledge that, Taz. Is that <laughs> I thought we were just going to skirt right just, I by I couldn't us? let it go
1: yeah, past. Yeah. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Did you go see the Marvels at the movie theater this weekend? I it, did not. Yeah, you're not alone. Uh, worst opening for a uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. $47 dollars Is what uh, it brought in. Hmm. Now, there's some people online saying, I told you so. You can't have three women as the lead of a Marvel movie. That's crazy. I think it's more what we've talked about. The fact that there's been 9,000 of these films, you know, coupled with TV series that... We don't have time to even watch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not the fact that they're women. It's the fact that they're women who play characters nobody's heard of before, you know? Exactly. Like, I was a comic book nerd back in the day and never even heard of Captain Marvel. You go into the comic book store,
1: and the comic books on the top shelves are your Spider-Man, your Captain America, your Iron Man. Wonder Woman. Thor, even back in the day, was like, he wasn't a top tier. Mm-hmm. Now, they were able to make, uh, I'd say Iron Man would be in the same category as Thor. It, it, it used to be Spider Man, you know, that's what I'd look yeah, for. Yeah. Spider Man was the big one. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was secondary. And they got lucky with a couple of the characters. But you'd have to get down on your knees and they'd have the boxes of the 25 cent. Comics like on the floor underneath the uh, yeah. the uh, the main comic stand, and you'd have to crawl under there basically to get the cheap comics. And now they're making movies with the characters from the cheap comics, thinking they're the same as the top tier characters. Yeah. They're just not. Well, you c- and
0: they're not. And people won't just go automatically to watch those movies, but you can take a property that's like unknown or not that popular and turn it into something great. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, you know what I mean, and make it happen. But you can't just put Marvel on something and expect people are just going to go see it no matter what nowadays.
1: Yeah, and the movie might be okay. I mean, it's so easy to watch stuff at home, and there's so much Marvel content that I haven't even gotten through on the uh, on the Disney Plus app. Yeah. Right? So it's like, why am I going to rush to the theater when I've still got season two of Loki to watch at home? Sure, sure. And there's obviously just burnout. How many times can the world be in
0: peril and the same (laughs) characters save it? You know, it's like, subconsciously people need a break from the hero stuff, I think, to make it seem exciting
1: again. Yeah. Yeah. And they spent too much money to make the movies. $47 million. Seems like a win. It seems, like, yeah. Yeah, seems like a lot of money yeah. to make at the box office. Unfortunately, they're now spending uh, you know, uh, $250 million to make the movies. So For every single one. Forty-seven mil is a disappointment there. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Dior, you know Dior? Like the Christian Dior uh, perfume yeah, line, yeah. fashion line? They are now selling perfume for babies. <sighs> oh, boy. Isn't that like, don't, baby powder? Doesn't baby
0: powder already have a smell? That's what babies smell like, right?
1: Yeah, but baby powder also, they figured out, gives might give you cancer. So oh, nobody's using baby powder anymore. <laughs>
0: what are we going to find out about Dior, though? In <laughs> so babies, okay. Well, I mean, babies do stink.
1: Babies smell great, except when their diaper's full. Oh well, yeah, there you go. I don't think it's like uh, poo-pourri that's supposed to cover up the smell of their poo. It's for like just all the time. Like if a baby's going to a fancy gala at the daycare, they can put yeah, on all a little the toilet. Dior. lax <laughs> <Lacks> body spray. <laughs> this reminds me of the Saturday Night Live skit they did a couple of years back. Uh, baby Spanks. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No, but they do have a little baby fat, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's like your baby looks chubby, baby <laughs> Spanks. It's all tight, <laughs> made the babies look so skinny. <laughs> uh, so Dior's selling a tiny bottle of this baby perfume for $230. Oh my god, $115 baby moisturizer will be available as well, a $95 baby cleansing foam. And a $95 cleansing water that will leave your baby's skin feeling supple and velvety. God, Isn't that kind of how baby skin already feels? It's the smooth as a baby's bottom <laughs> it's thing. It's, it's what we're all going for. It is already a yeah, saying. It's the ideal. About how smooth baby's skin is. <laughs> but people will spend money on stupid stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. The Taz and Jim Podcast. My mind has been blown here, Jim, with this article you just sent me. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it wasn't illegal in Ontario to pass somebody in your vehicle when there's a double line, solid double line painted on the road. I thought that was illegal. Yeah, no, it's just advised not to because
0: usually it's on a hill or a curve because obviously the dotted line is when safe, to, safe pass. to pass both ways. The straight line with the double li- or the dotted line one one side it's safe to pass. Two double lines, neither not side safe is pass. safe to pass, but not illegal. It's right? just a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we all learn, like, yeah, don't do it. But, I mean, like, just picture if there was a tractor on the road and you got to get around it, but it's mm. a double line. You, you can pass
1: it as long as it's, a, looks like it's safe to do so and you won't get charged, but... I didn't think it was a use-your-discretion sort of thing. I thought if there was a double line, you weren't allowed to to pass. And I almost don't want to talk about this on the radio because, you know, people are terrible at driving. <laughs> and now that they know that it's just a suggestion, they may start doing this, <laughs> passing on the double line. Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm assuming if you're
0: that bad of a driver, you probably weren't paying attention anyway, and you're probably in a rush and not really caring.
1: You think that you're the most important person on the road? Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks that, Right. Nobody in a fancy luxury car. Yeah, yeah. But there is. A, thinks just, they're the most important person who needs to get to where they're going
0: before everybody else. There is a weird feeling when somebody does pass you on a double line, though, and you're like, oh, buddy, you better be careful. Because oh, yeah. sometimes you're going up a hill or around a corner, you have no idea what's coming up, and you're like, what's this guy doing? And they fly by you, and you're like, oh, God. If
1: I'm in the right lane, I'll kind of slow down thinking. What's this idiot doing? Because mm-hmm. then if get they get back hit, over, then
0: they come and hit you. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, a Northern Ontario MPP plans on introducing a bill that will, under the Highway Traffic Act, make it illegal to pass on a solid double line. Man. It's going to be called Chad's Law after a young man who was seriously injured in an accident um, because of somebody passing on a double solid line. Mm-hmm. I think it happens a lot in Northern Ontario too
0: because it, it, you're you're traveling up there a long distance and sometimes the road goes from Four lanes to two lanes, and so you get stuck behind a transport truck forever. Up there. It seems, it, like. yeah, it takes forever. So, like a lot of people, I think, are kind of pushing it in northern Ontario, yeah. maybe on those double lines. And
1: you figure there's not as many vehicles up here. What are the chances that when I pull out, yeah, next to this transport truck, there's gonna be oh, another yeah. one?
0: And it's t- and you've been behind it for 15 kilometers, so you're like, I gotta take my chance now,
1: yeah. It's frustrating. So the penalty they're saying would be if you're convicted of passing on a solid double line, four hundred dollars plus up to three demerit points. Steep. That's yeah. a, that's as bad as a pretty uh, big speeding ticket. They're not going to throw you in jail, but four hundred bucks is four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Could cause some people to think twice. But again, uh, you know, it is a suggestion that you don't do it. So don't do it. (laughs) Or just be very cautious. (laughs) Very, very cautious. Very cautious. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Poor Ken from Barbie and Ken. Uh, He's lost again. He didn't make it into the Toy Hall of Fame. Mm. Uh, He was one of the possible inductees, but he got snubbed.
0: This has to be
1: just an ongoing, long-running
0: joke now. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like Ken it's never an inside joke. Ju- in. It's
0: like how Matt Damon never shows up to Jimmy Kimmel's show.
1: I'm just Ken can't get into the Toy Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he's in good company though, though. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't get in this year either. Hmm. They do have it's like the rock and roll hall of fame, how they have to snub someone every year. Yeah. Otherwise they'll have no one to induct next year. Sure. And eventually all all toys will just be digital. So (laughs) we got to save some. That's right. Ninja Turtles didn't get in this year. Battleship, Bingo, Bop It, Slime, Choose Your Own Adventure, Connect Four, and Little Tyke's Red Car. Also snubbed. So don't feel too bad, Ken. Okay. A lot of other great toys didn't get in this year. What did get inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame? Uh, The Fisher Price Corn Popper. The toddlers push that is around. A,
0: so they call that thing a corn popper. I thought it was a vacuum cleaner this whole time. Or is that a different toy? No, it's the it's one a corn like popper? with the colorful
1: balls in there and it, it, the oh, wheels spin and it pops every up. Every household and down. had one, like the the plastic dome yeah. over
0: top of it. Everybody had one. I just didn't know it was called a corn popper. I thought it was a vacuum cleaner. It Doesn't this whole look time. like corn.
1: It's it's colorful balls in yeah. there, isn't
0: it? I th- I thought it was like dirt that was popping up.
1: Uh it uh, it was like a bonus induction for the uh, hall of fame's 25th anniversary um the actual inductions number three nerf i mean this for me as a kid nerf guns nerf and guns football this is the original four inch foam nerf ball that parker brothers sold in 1970 what was that one it's just a, it's just like a foam ball, the very first Nerf product. Oh, okay, just for, for playing mini sticks or anything like that. I don't even think mini sticks were invented what? back then.
0: Nerf predated mini sticks. What would you use it with? A baseball well, bat? It was maybe?
1: it was touted as the world's first indoor ball. Hmm. So your kids wouldn't be throwing around like what was in the seventies? You, you have sure, your kids throwing ball. the basketball in the house like the Brady Bunch kids did. Yeah, yeah. They break they break your lamp or. Knock over your Royal Dalton figurines, whatever people liked back in the 70s. They'd have the hula hoop spinning around and knocking (laughs) lamps off. Cabbage Patch uh, Kids got inducted. That's Another big one. That's a huge one. There was people who literally were, when Cabbage Patch were released back in 1982, it was a craze where people were fighting in the stores, like fist fighting to get cabbage patch kids for their kids. Weird cuz like the dolls look so
0: innocent and sweet <laughs> and then the parents are punching them each other in the face. Have you ever for been them. hit
1: with a cabbage patch doll? Yes. I have by my sister a number of times. The eyes. Well, the eyes are hard. It's the whole head is hard, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like a hard plastic head with a uh, a soft plush body. So it's it's basically a mace <laughs> for young girls to attack their brothers with. I think Cabbage Patch Kids should be banned. Yeah, Weapon (laughs) Hall of Fame. As a former little brother, I think they should be (laughs) banning Cabbage Patch Kids, not celebrating them. (laughs) And number one on the list, congratulations to one of the oldest toys of all time, Baseball
0: Cards. I didn't really consider them toys, but they're, I guess they are toys collectibles at the hobby yeah. store. It makes sense.
1: Been around since the 1860s, yes. so it's about time baseball cards got in there. Congratulations to everybody who made it into the Toy Hall of Fame. And Ken, there's always next year.